Yeah, so, I mean, I didn't really do a whole lot this last week, mostly just work. I mean, like, I've been out in the panhandle just kind of trying to kill myself, essentially. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I, uh, so, my birthday was on Sunday. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. Happy birthday again. Even though I sent you all those gifts. (laughs) Oh, yes. Um, So, yeah, and so Ozzy had, like, a surprise trip. Um, plan for us to go adventure for a couple days uh, doing for my birthday pretty much and I didn't I had no idea where we were going and so we uh, get to the airport like I literally didn't know where we we're going till we got to the airport and we got to our gate and I like looked up at the little thing and Oof. I looked up at the little thing and I see the words Los Angeles I was like what <laughs> going to Los Angeles. I was like, I have never once in a million years thought I would ever go to Los Angeles. Like, I've never really had an interest to go there. He's like, no, 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 trust me. Like, you'll, you'll like it. I was like, okay. <laughs> so we go to Los Angeles and then uh, we ended up going to Disneyland. I was like, I didn't mm-hmm. even fucking know that was in Los Angeles. And so I was like, oh yeah, no, this is kind of cool. Um, and so we went to Disneyland for a couple days and then um, from there we flew up to Sacramento and then we went to Napa Valley I was like, nice. This is it was it was a pretty nice vacation. I was definitely surprised. I had no idea we'd be going to Cali. Um, and so it was really nice. But like the LA scene was just insane. Like you could just sit and people watch for like hours on end just because the people are so fucked up there. <laughs> like, like like so one night we got to stay on um Venice Beach and we were kind of like just walking down the like the ocean front walk or whatever and there's mm-hmm. like just the poverty in LA is just it's so depressing yeah. like seeing the little villages of homelessness and like all the people are just kind of fucked up looking and you well, like you yeah. can pick out the ones that are on drugs it's so expensive to live there too and yeah that's, I mean I think it's just a downward spiral once you're out on the street. Exactly. Like, and we we literally saw some, like, woman just, she had her suitcase and she was, like, taking stuff out of her suitcase to sell because, like, she obviously came there to make, make a living and then she couldn't make it because it's so expensive. And so she was, like, selling her shoes. I was like, this is so depressing. Mm-hmm. But we did see, like, a lot of people just, like, tweaking off of their ass on drugs. Like, yeah. they were so fucked up. We literally walked by one guy who was just, like, standing in front of the beach, he bends over, grabs a pile of sand, tastes it, and spits it out. Yeah, I was like, oh, God! Did you feel like you were in bringing out the dead or something like that? Definitely. Definitely. (laughs) I was like, what is going on? I know, and I was like, I had, like... I was, like, looking out for celebrities everywhere I go. I was like, where's where's Nick at? Like, I know he's over here somewhere. No, he's still, um, like, drowning his sorrows in Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. Me. Oh, God. That fucking, <laughs> that video clip of him was pretty fucking hilarious. God. But, yeah. Um, so, we, we uh, got to see a lot of people on drugs in L.A. Uh, Sacramento was way nicer. Um, uh, and so is Napa Valley, but so we were scheduled to come back on Thursday and we, from on Thursday, we had to fly back from Sacramento to the LAX and then, um, from LAX, we're going to go to back to Michigan. And so we had our second flight was scheduled to leave at like 9am 
And we got to the gate around like eight or whatever, and we're waiting. And then nine comes around, and they're like, "Oh yeah, boarding's delayed." And they're like, "We're gonna push it back half an hour. We have to do some tests, blah blah blah." Mm-hmm. And like we saw the people get off of the plane, like the plane that we were supposed to take, and we kept hearing people complain about like how hard the pilot like brought the plane down into the like runway and they're like yeah that landing was just really fucking rough and so they were like a bunch of people were bitching about that and then we start hearing like that there's delays now because um and so we're like huh what's going on they keep pushing it back and then they start telling us it's a problem with their like intercom speaker and that like one speaker is just not connected Hmm. um or it's it's not working or something but they're like yeah the rest of the speakers work it's just this one that isn't working we're like, huh, that's a reason to delay a plane this long? Like, And so we were literally waiting um, at, until noon. They kept, like, pushing it back and telling us, hey, yeah, we got to do one more check, um, just one more inspection, then we should be good to go. Like, thanks for your patience, blah, blah, blah. And then at, like, 1230, they're like, actually, your flight's canceled and we don't have anything oh rescheduled. <laughs> and we're like, oh, fuck that is so annoying and so we like and everyone around us is like freaking out some people start crying like it's pretty it's pretty dramatic scene (laughs) and then (laughs) and then we go we go back and we like find out like they never told us what happened but clearly it was something bigger than the speaker because yeah that doesn't seem like a reason to keep a plane on the ground yeah yeah and so they like said that they would obviously reimburse our plane tickets They gave us, like, $150 in airline credit and then just an additional $300 per person in order to get a flight back. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, and also to preface this all, this is Allegiant. So this is, like, you know, Yeah, my mom flies this airline (laughs) and she is a very budget-friendly flyer. So, yes. yes, Oh, yeah. Because, like, so the plane tickets to, like, um, L.A., I think we're, like, maybe 200 bucks like for a, a round trip per person so it's like really cheap and then when we were looking at just a one-way ticket back using other airlines it was 366 dollars for the cheapest one one way mm-hmm. so it, they're like dumb cheap and so but yeah they're dumb unreliable too <laughs> so um so yeah so then we had to stay i had to call my mom i'm like mom can you can you buy us tickets back because they gave us like the 300 dollars but like, it didn't hit your bank account right away. It was scheduled to hit, like, you know, seven to ten days from now mm-hmm. or whatever. And so we didn't have any fucking money. Oh and so Lori's like, I'm on my way. Your tickets are bought. So she saved the day, of course. You're she's lucky you have Lori. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Otherwise, we probably would have been, like, driving cross-country trying to get back. Yeah, imagine um, people who, like, were in your situation but didn't have somebody to call. Exactly. Like, I know. Where are they going to stay, you know? Yeah. That's probably why people were freaking the fuck out. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was it was pretty dramatic. But <laughs> the funniest thing that happened... So, when we were waiting <laughs> to get on, like, during the time it was, like, delayed or whatever, I just had my stuff... Like, we were sitting in the little um, gate, and I had my bags pretty close to my feet. Like, I had a backpack and then just, like, one of those reusable bags. Mm-hmm. And this lady comes walking by... And this bitch is struggling. Like, she, like, accidentally, like, clips the corner of my, like, reusable bag. And then she just completely falls face forward <gasps> down <laughs> onto I her luggage. <laughs> I didn't think she was going to be the one to go. <laughs> 
fuck. Thank God she was. <laughs> no, and it was like, it was just like very annoying because she was just like struggling for no reason and like falling for no reason. And so I just kind of like pulled my bag and <laughs> I looked away. And then Ozzy was just like kind of looking at her. And then some guy like from way down the aisle comes like running to her and he's like ma'am are you okay and then we're just kind of like ah oh, yikes yeah and then this bitch has the audacity to get up and say no 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 i'm fine sits right across from us so then we have to feel this awkward energy this whole fucking time i would have just like, got oh up God. and moved i would have been like mm, i know no can't I do can't, it i i know i tried i tried so hard not to acknowledge her or anything that just happened i was like i'm gonna just pretend that it didn't happen <laughs> yep. oh god it was so embarrassing for her <laughs> oh, but yeah oh. she she dealt with it but yeah so that was my trip it's fun but uh, a lot of, a lot of drama, a lot of drugs, a lot of <laughs> I've never been to LA. I've been to parts of California. I kind of did like a mm-hmm. quick zip through it once. Um but yeah, didn't really stop and see the sights or anything, so I didn't get that that vibe, but I did on yeah. the same trip I was in Las Vegas, which had a very similar vibe Ooh. to the one you were yes. describing. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, there were a lot of homeless people there who were homeless because they lost all their money gambling. You know, like they're broke because they have no way of getting home yes. now. Like they That's lost so everything. Sad. Yeah, it was a lot of that. So, and other homelessness, but yeah. yeah. Yep, homelessness is pretty tragic. We did get see a guy who was clearly homeless, and so like you know, obviously the the highway in California, it's like a five six lane highway and there's this homeless man just like running across the fucking road and so then there's this cop that's like chasing after him blocking oh, the six foot? lanes yeah <laughs> and so he's blocking six lanes of traffic as he was trying to arrest this guy i was like oh my god this city's out of control yeah but, yeah so and then we also like it's crazy to see because we also went to like beverly hills which is the bougie part of california mm-hmm. And it's crazy to see how there's so much concentrated wealth in just that little spot. And then the rest yeah. of the, the area is just completely fucked. And you're like, huh, you think these people would want to help out their city a little bit more. But eh, no. not my problem. And I mean, <laughs> we all know how I feel about rich people and what they do with their money. <laughs> because yeah, it's huh. shit like that. Yeah, that's <sighs> so fucking annoying. Yep. But not as annoying as this movie. <laughs> Usually, that's how we always end and transition <laughs> into this shit. Oh my god. Yeah. We just transition to change our shitty topic about the shitty movie we watched. Yeah. Oh, the only, god. like, I thought the historical part of the yes. movie was cool. So, of war movies that we've ever seen before, this mm-hmm. one was, I'd say, yeah, it's, it's a lot like others, but it was a little bit different. I liked the perspective a little bit. Uh, better mm-hmm. than what we normally see because we're usually watching like you know the U.S. Army, um, right? Their parts. But um, anyways, we should probably introduce ourselves, yes, <laughs> so we can get to what we're talking about. All right, so I'm Jesse and I'm Erin and we're the Cage Queens. I was just about to start. Yeah. Um. Am I doing the recap on this one? I can't remember who did the last one. Feels like so either. long ago. Oh, we recorded in person last time. Yeah, yeah. It was a completely different type of vibe. It was. Um, I don't remember what it was like though. <laughs> me neither. 
Anyways, uh, this week we're talking about Captain Corelli's Mandolin, which came out in 2001. Uh, and our boy Nick plays an Italian uh, captain in the World War II era, so I think it's 1943. He plays Captain Corelli. I'm Captain Antonio Corelli. And his he and his men are stationed um, on the oh, uh, Cephalonia, uh, the Greek islands. Cephalonia is the place. Um, so... Penelope Cruz is the main bitch in this who is being raised by this doctor who I think he's supposed it's doc doesn't matter his name what his name is but it's John Hurt who plays he's a British actor and I think he's supposed hmm. to be playing a Greek character and I got complaints about that but mm-hmm. <laughs> I got a lot of complaints about this movie. But oh, anyways, yeah. Oh, yeah. he's a doctor and he's training his daughter Penelope Cruz uh Oh fuck, Pelagia. I was, yeah, I was gonna say I. I just kept writing Penelope. I don't I know. I didn't so did even I. Remember her name? Yeah, that that pause was me struggling to remember and not mispronounce it. Yes. <laughs> so he's kind of training her to be a doctor because she wants to be a doctor like him. And uh, the Italian army gets uh, stationed there and has to occupy the island with the because they're working with the Germans at this point in the war. And uh, the Greeks are completely against it. And there's all this drama with that and the war. And then there's this uh, sexual tension because Penelope Cruz... (laughs) Always. Always. Penelope Cruz has um, a fiancé already before... Like, as this war is starting to pop off before the Italians get there. And that'd be Christian Bale. uh, Mandras. And he's rugged and, you know, like, handsome in town, but he's also kind of immature. And uh, so, like... I'm doing more than just a light recap. I think we're just going to breeze on through this fucking thing, you know? <laughs> just kind of get it out of the way. I was going to say, yep, you can pretty much just get the whole thing out of the way in, it's, like, three minutes. <laughs> it's so, yeah, it's like, anyways. Yeah, so, um, Mondras goes off to war, and Penelope Cruz has to just, like, hang out and wait, and then the Italian army gets stationed there, and Nick, um, being this Italian captain, is, um quirky we'll say he's a musician yeah. of sorts he plays the mandolin you know hence the whole fucking title <laughs> Captain yeah. Crowley's mandolin and uh they kind of have a thing and then there's war and death and yeah all that i was shit. gonna say this movie got way more interesting when we actually started seeing some some elements of the war. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I also agree with that. It was all the romantic shit was... Eh. Exactly, yeah, because in the beginning, it was just like, Nick was coming into their island, and he's all happy-go-lucky with his fucking unit of all musicians, apparently. All they do is just, oh, like, God. you know, play their music, sing, drink their wine, play on the beach, and it was just, like, so, like, they're just being pretty much very oblivious to the fact that they were in this war and, you know, Penelope Cruz's character and a lot of the other, um, you know, people that were on the island were just, like, fed up with them Mm -hmm. being all joyful and shit. Yeah, when their family is dying in, like, a different city or whatever, different country. Exactly. And then once, you know, later in the movie, once the Germans kind of make the Italians, like, surrender their 
weapons and then they realize oh shit the germans really aren't on our side like we have to start fighting (laughs) then it like it gets more intense and you're like all right here's some fucking action finally i'm sick of all this bullshit music love romance and now we're getting some hardcore death yeah (laughs) which uh, yeah that oh man some of those scenes were like really like intense i mean we all know that the germans in world war ii were the fucking worst like everybody Mm -hmm. knows that you know the nazis and and adolf hitler and i don't think i need to do a history lesson here but like it was they were fucking terrible, and they yeah. when they um, round up the remaining Italian soldiers oh. after the battle ensues, and they bring them out to this this place, and they're like, "Yeah, we're you know you're gonna go home or whatever." They uh, oh my god reveal that there's a firing squad there, and they just open fire on them, and like just about everybody dies. And it's I was not fucking, expecting that. I, I was oh, like, I wasn't holy either. shit, that yeah. was a dark twist. Yeah. Like, I, and then that, because, like, they're all lined up, and then some guy gets down and starts praying, and then some other guy realizes what's happening, and you're like, mm-hmm. wait, what's going on? And then you're like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. Then, they, like, the boards get knocked down, and all of a sudden it's just boom, 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 yep. boom, boom, and oh, my yep. God. So sad. And, like, there's this one soldier there that he was, like, the only member. He was, like, transferred into... Nick's unit, and he was, like, the only member that has actually seen, um, like, battle or whatever, and I remember it, I think he said something along the lines of he, like, promised to protect Nick, and so when the firing squad started going off, he literally jumped in front of Nick and was acting as his human body shield. Yeah. So Nick survived, of course, because... You know, you can let your main boy go. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. So, but, yeah, we pretty much jumped over a bunch of shit. But it was just a bunch of shit that didn't matter. It really, <laughs> yeah, it was. Because there's, a, I mean, like we said, there's a ton of tension between um, all of the different uh, nationalities and cultures mm-hmm. and, you know, the soldiers and the, the civilians. And, yeah, <laughs> It's like, there's a lot of things that happen, but they're very small things and it would take us a lot to describe it. And it doesn't really, it's not going to add to what we have to say by any means. Yeah. We're Italian. Famous for singing, eating, making love. (laughs) Can we just talk about, so Nick was supposed to play an Italian soldier. Mm -hmm. Nick has Italian roots. Tell me why the fuck his Italian accent was so god awful. <laughs> because he never, ever, like, he is, he's always all about that method acting and immersing himself, but he does, like, right. a week of immersion or two weeks <laughs> yeah. of immersion. And it's like, yeah, that is good enough to be authentic, you know? And I don't think that's enough. And I don't know if you looked at the trivia at all for this one, but, like, Mm-hmm. There was none. I mean, there was none. <laughs> there was nothing. So we don't know anything about how much time Nick spent, like, researching his role or what kind of, like, language coaching he had. I mean, we maybe could figure that out, but it seems like too much work for this movie. Right. But yeah, the accent was terrible. I thought Penelope Cruz did a pretty good job. She's yeah. in character so it seemed like she was the most believable greek person i would think i don't know what her nationality is or anything like that but yeah uh christian bale's (laughs) accent 
was oh my god i i guess maybe maybe i just don't know what greek people are supposed to sound like but i right. i feel like a lot of the background characters they had were more authentic greek and so like yes. listening to them talk seemed to not completely match up with you know like christian bale's accent and same with the italian <laughs> accents like nix was definitely terrible especially in the very beginning oh my god i was thinking like if i pull a clip from this and try to put it in here we don't have subtitles nobody's gonna know what he's fucking saying no no <laughs> he's so bad it was okay, so sounds... bad she's from madrid spain so she's spanish yeah. um but yeah so i thought i hated christian bale's character he got better in the end because he stopped acting like a immature little prick Sort of. He started, like, he, so he pretty much just joined, like, this, he went off to war, and before he went off to war, he's just kind of like this goofball that plays silly tricks on his fiance. Like, that's yeah, trick up. He's like, get up, he's like, come up and dance with me. And then he, like, glued, put something in her chair so her, the chair would stick to her butt when she got up, and he's like, ha, <laughs> Like, that's so fucking stupid. A big-ass um, wooden chair stuck to her <laughs> butt. So unrealistic. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, but later on, he like he goes off to war. He comes back. She doesn't even fucking recognize him because he has beard and long hair. And then he kind of like joins. It's almost like this. I don't want to say mercenaries, but I don't know how like else a militia. To it. Yeah. And so, um, and like he was the one that found Nick and saved Nick um, after the firing squad incident. And he helped Nick get off the island because he knew that they were, you know, going to be out to get him if they found him and mm-hmm. that they would pretty much kill anyone associated with him. And so, like, he he helped our boy out in the end. So I was like, okay, I guess I can hate you a little bit less. <laughs> he did it for selfish reasons, though. So, yeah. I mean, in the big, be- So we don't know that he doesn't know how to read and write. That's right. a that's a trait that comes out at some point in this movie because he goes off to his war and Penelope Cruz at home writes a hundred letters to him that go completely unanswered. And when he returns, um, he has his stack of letters and she's just like, you know, why didn't you respond? I wrote you all these letters and waited for you and yada, yada, yada. And he's like, well, I can't read or write. So I didn't read them. But we find out at the very, very end that he actually did get them all read to him by his soldier mates um, when he was stationed Mm -hmm. out there. So he knew everything that she had sent him. He had it memorized. I mean, he was like reciting it to her at this point in the end of the movie when he uh, decides to essentially leave her because he, he saves Nick in the hopes that she'll like fall in love with him again and that's the only reason which is kind of selfish but maybe he's you know maybe there was some good behind it but like yeah i mean he he leaves her which is probably the best in the end yeah i mean it's the best in the end she doesn't love him anyways and like it works out for everybody i guess we don't know what happens to him but like he knew all along all of her feelings because in those letters it started out with you know what I love you and I miss you, yada, yada, yada. And then, you know, Mm -hmm. she gets frustrated after the hundredth letter and she's like, I can't do this anymore. And so he knows all this when he comes back. So he already, he's already like really soured against her because he thinks that she doesn't want to be with her anymore or (laughs) that she doesn't want to be with him anymore. 
which mm-hmm. is pretty true. But like, yeah, he had that knowledge without confronting it or saying anything about it. So he was conspiring against her. And then her friend or whoever that chick was who oh. um, got flirted with by the German officer, mm-hmm. um, she gets taken by some of um, Christian Bale's friends and mm-hmm. is um, hanged in the woods because she was oh, considered a traitor. I didn't realize those... I didn't realize those were Christian Bale's friends. I uh-huh. thought those were the Germans. No. Oh. Yeah. Did you see what it said around her neck? Because it was in like... I yeah, it, it didn't, didn't translate. Yeah. Or... I don't know yeah. what it said. It, I assumed it was something about her being a traitor because yeah. she like didn't... I mean, when the German officer first flirted with her, or tried, he like wanted to ask her to dance and she refused because he's German. And, mm-hmm. um, and then later, like, he had some sweet gesture, like, towards her and she kind of thanked him and that was mm-hmm. enough apparently for her to be a traitor and for yeah, them to take her up. yeah and christian bale just turned a blind eye like he watched her get taken away and just right. looked the other way so fuck off the whole relationship with that german officer and like nick was very strange like they were like that german officer was just acting like a fucking baby the whole time like he's like well when the war's over will you be my friend (laughs) and it's like what the fuck like why are you so weird yeah and then he like and yeah and he had an op an opportunity because after the firing squad he saw that nick was still alive and he had the opportunity to kill nick he's like i can't that's my bro and he like walks away because i think at some point Nick helps him realize his inner musician, and he gets this German guy to start singing with them. And I was like, okay, yeah, this is a little too buddy-buddy. It's the most annoying part of Nick's character, um, the fact yes. that he's so musically inclined. Because yeah. um, he makes it a point for anybody that like joins his regimen that they have to take a musical part. So like everybody in his troop has a particular role. And they are always singing opera, which, I mean, like, <laughs> I don't I know. You gotta find, uh, you gotta find something to pass the time, but just don't be so obnoxious about it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> exactly. I feel like, for me, it's like listening to people whistle or something all the time. Like, oh, I don't no. want to listen to people whistle all the time. That's just <laughs> not my thing. <laughs> I don't want to listen to it. Which, I mean, it's a good thing we have headphones and... Yes. MP3 players and shit now, so <laughs> don't have to listen to people sing opera. <laughs> Fuck that. Yep. We're Man. so blessed in this day and age. <laughs> Just block out the sounds. Yes. Oh, at the end, so pretty much, you know, the war is eventually over. Mm-hmm. We just cut to the village and. We see that Penelope Cruz is a doctor now, and that her dad is writing to to Nick because I guess he formed some kind of special bond with him. Well, they, and that uh, weird record shows up. It's just a random ass record um, with no oh, note or anything, they... and okay. that shows up. And Penelope Cruz plays it, and she plays it for like five seconds, and she's like, "Nope, can't listen to that because it brings back too many memories from uh. you know." her times with Nick and then she goes to work and then the doctor is like I'm just gonna write a little note to Nick and see if that was him because I'm pretty sure it was so that's how that 
ah, he, there was a reason surface back <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah i kind of zoned out at this point in the movie i was like damn this shit it's not over <laughs> it was it was um but anyway so yeah they it's fast forwarded and then there's this because they kind of in the beginning they just talk about how there's like you know gods and earthquakes and death and life and like Mm -hmm. there's just kind of like this cycle and that's what happens on our island and so in the very end in that kind of like after the war there was an earthquake and it destroys kind of their home that they lived in during the war and mm-hmm. so then they have to rebuild and then Nick comes back and he's like whoa where's that house and she's like we're starting over and then um <laughs> that accent is <laughs> just as good as all the uh, other ones in this movie <laughs> spot on <laughs> oh, um, yeah and he shows up in yeah. this weird suit that doesn't like really fit him. It's like this gray <laughs> shiny suit with like a purple button down like button up shirt that's like unbuttoned to like the middle of his chest or something like that. And then he's got a little mm-hmm. touch of gray on his temples. Like he just yeah. looks a little he's bit aged. older. <laughs> and it's yeah. supposed to be like uh only three years, four years, yeah. something like that. Yeah. <laughs> he's really great since uh since then. But yeah, because he's he was a changed man. Because like, there's also at some point, you know, kind of when he was happy go lucky before he's ever seen battle, Penelope like pointed a gun at him, and she's like, "It wasn't loaded," but he like freaks the fuck out. He's like, mm-hmm. "Wow, I didn't realize how real war was until just now when you pointed that gun at me." Mm-hmm. And so then once he actually like you know got into battle and he saw all his uh you know, all these people die and he saw what it did to people. Then he like really just had a completely changed perspective. But yeah, so that really uh, hit him hard. Yeah. But yeah, so we just got to see that in the end they were reunited and then the dad was giving some, the dad kept talking weird, gave, kept giving her weird advice. He kept giving everyone advice about love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Weird. The <laughs> only like purpose that he had was just to like, give advice that everybody follows anyways like there was really no real reason for him to be there yeah he he was just supposed to be like the wise old man Mm -hmm. but like yeah yeah that's how i felt (laughs) just yeah and i thought i was gonna like him because i like him and other stuff you know yeah he, he i think he's supposed to be greek and he's too white to be like Yes. Greek, you know? <laughs> just yes. too white. And his British accent was still very thick through the <laughs> yes. Greek accent that Coming he was through. putting on. Yeah. It, yeah. Wasn't a I fan. Know. They, they should have done voiceovers. This was... All these accents were kind of not believable. Oh, and yeah. one, they needed more training for sure. But yeah, a lot of big names in this movie that you'd think it would be... Uh, I don't know, more well-known. Mm-hmm. You know, the funny thing is, I don't think we mentioned his mandolin once. <laughs> yeah. I don't really care to. It was just part of his musical aura about him. I mentioned it only in that brief description because I know that I said, hence the title, Captain Corelli's Mandolin. Yes. <laughs> so I know that it was brought up once. I don't All even right, remember good. what context yeah. I said it in. But, yeah, because he yeah. did, I mean, he it wasn't just his man, I mean, he had his mandolin, and that's kind of like what wowed people over about him, but he also sang, mm-hmm. 
A lot. Oh, too much. <laughs> Way too much. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, uh, he played his mandolin, like, maybe three times total yeah. in the, the yeah, movie. Yeah, and, <laughs> and one of those times, he just, like, made up a song on the spot about Penelope Cruz. Ooh, that got awkward. <laughs> that got real awkward. Yeah. It was, like, and a real pretty like... song. He plays it all the way through, and some the, the German guy, I think, was like, that's yeah. a beautiful song. What's it called? And he's just like, Penelope... No, not Penelope's song. <laughs> <laughs> Pelagia's song. Yeah. And she's like, oh, fuck! And dips, the f- dips out of there. Uh, she's like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, she literally says nothing and then just fucking leaves. Yeah. How awkward would yeah. that be? Fuck. I know. Shit. I mean, I don't ever <sighs> want anybody, like, serenading me or playing anything for me, so I feel I would that. Hate that. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I would do something similar. Yep. You're like, well, <laughs> I am now extremely uncomfortable. Bye. Yep. <laughs> that was that. <sighs> Let's hear you sing. Oh, mio bambino caro, mi piace bello. Yeah, I think the best part of this movie was the historic element of it mm-hmm. and getting to see a glimpse of, you know, just the Greek and Italian elements of the World War II. Um, I think yeah. it was interesting. Yeah, being from born and raised, you know, in the U.S., like, we don't mm-hmm. get that side of the story. We only... Yeah. We get our side of the story. America! <laughs> exactly, because we're selfish Americans. Uncultured, yeah. uneducated Americans. God. I know. Such a fucking disgrace. Good thing we have movies like this to educate us. Right. I learned <laughs> a little bit about history because... Thanks to Nick. <laughs> yeah. Cephalonia was a real place that had real-ass earthquakes, yep. and they had that yep. real-ass one after the war. So, like, all this shit it's a probably thing. happened. It's a thing. Yeah. 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 All right. Are we ready to rank this bitch? I feel like it's been forever since I've done this. I don't know why. I know. It's I don't know why it weeks. feels so different. I know. <laughs> it feels so different. <laughs> okay. I'm in it. Key. All right. What's the other war movie called? The one- Time to Kill. The other one where he-, he was in a weird situation in a weird war. God, I don't even remember that one. I don't even remember Time to Kill. The only other war one I remember is like Firebirds, but that's not. There was a different war one. I think Time to Kill, that's the one on... where he he rapes the the girl. Oh, shit. That one. Oh, jeez. That... <laughs> I think that was that one. It... I, I, well, I looked at where the position was because I was like, it's better than that one. <laughs> so... Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's way down there, though. So I'm not really. Yeah, that one's very far. Yeah, because I would put this probably closer to it's. I think this one's better than Firebirds, so I think we need to. Where the fuck is Firebirds? I need to move. Firebirds is oh, number twenty-four. Is. Yeah. Um. I don't really think it was better. I kind of like The Rock a little bit better than this one. Okay. It's the anal beads, I bet. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> keeps me hooked. <laughs> Okay, so then, <laughs> is it better than Gone in 60 Seconds? Mm, 
I think maybe so, just for the historical context of it. Yeah. Makes it I mean, a I bit think more interesting. I feel like we enjoyed the history more than like the car action, you know? Yeah, definitely. All right. I wouldn't say it. Nick's acting was any better. I actually really hated Nick's character in this, but... Oh, yeah. His character was so <laughs> fucking obnoxious. Yes. Absolutely terrible. Yeah, he's lucky we rank on the movie in its entirety. <laughs> At least this time, is that's what we're writing it off of. Okay, so then this one, this movie ended up as number 22 on our list. Which, out of... How many have we done? Out of 37. We've mm-hmm. done a lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I kind of want to skip this one. Like, really bad. Oh, too <laughs> so, fucking bad. Uh, okay, well, listen to this. It's Christmas Carol, the movie. 2001 PG. It is animated. <sighs> it's at least, at least it's only an hour and 17 minutes. But, so, old bitter miser Ebenezer Scrooge, who makes excuses for his uncaring nature, learns real compassion when three ghosts visit him on Christmas Eve. Um, and then Nick, who does Nick Cage play? Marley. Is that? Is that a ghost? I don't even know. I'm pretty <laughs> sure Marley is, is it the guy that, like, wrongs Scrooge or whatever? Oh, um, the guy that, cause Scrooge has like a big beef against somebody and I think it's like a bit, an old business partner, if I remember correctly, oh, which is why he becomes such a, I see, dick or whatever. Yeah. Been a minute since I watched this, but. Yeah. It's, I, I've never <sighs> seen this version. I don't think I have either. But it looks the like it's gonna version. suck so much. Oh yeah. I mean. Oh yeah. But animation I, family fantasy. <laughs> I feel like we have to do them all. I mean, we did. We did Industrial Symphony, and that didn't even have him like. In all. <laughs> oh my god! So when I went to that, um, I went to the, the this paranormal cirque thing, which came through uh, the town that I I live in, and oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was much more like. Cirque du Soleil, like circusy kind uh, of acrobatics, more than anything. Yeah. Like, um, there was definitely a point about five minutes in where I'm sitting there and I'm like, I feel like I'm sitting in Industrial Symphony number one right oh, now. Shit. Like, I I started get like my chat, like I started getting a little bit of anxiety about it because of how upset I was by how how much this resembled. <laughs> The fucking oh my show. God. Yeah. <laughs> That's but, bad. Yeah. It was um <sighs> it was interesting. Probably Did wouldn't you get to see any freaks. No. It wasn't like fucking lame. I know. It was it was a lot less um freak show than I anticipated. Boo. More circusy. But yeah. You had to give it a try because had to give I mean, it a the try. name. Yeah. The name was kind of it was very appealing. It so. was. I mean, I don't <sighs> fully regret it. It was it was hot as fucking the, yeah. the tent, but it was all right, I guess. <sighs> I mean, we didn't get what at least it? we didn't get picked to like because they pulled like the audience for Ew. some parts, and at least Ew. like we were close enough, we were within picking range. Yeah, but we didn't get pulled in, and that was good. 
So yeah, that that would have been a major anxiety attack. Uh huh. I would have been like, no, I'm just gonna walk out of the tent. (laughs) 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 Oh god, we're so good at social situations. (laughs) I know. Uh, Wish we could avoid the next one. I know. God, my my outro is so bad. I didn't even give it two two seconds of thought. Yeah. Fuck this. I don't even want to say it. I'm so embarrassed about my lack of effort. (laughs) Well, maybe we can come up with a new one. Instead, we could just let Nick play us out on this one, and then I'll throw in some mandolin (laughs) at the end. (laughs) Thank God. I couldn't couldn't hold us up. (laughs) Oh my God. At the... They used the strings of his mandolin to, like tie his bones together oh my god i forgot about that so did i it was so like one yeah it was just like a blip in there and we don't even i wish we could have seen them use the fucking wires but i know oh god this yeah this movie was kind of ridiculous in that and the way that his connection with this mandolin it was too much but and it never comes up after that no, yeah. it doesn't. No one says. Nope. 